along with my two other comadres, co-founders, and hosts of Lead Her Talks, Vanessa Montañez and Chantal Camarillo. Chantal, Vanessa, and I happen to be in the mortgage industry for several decades, and together in the midst of the pandemic, we decided to create a forum for women and those supporting women to empower, enrich, and educate on relevant topics that truly hold meaning. Our three core values here at Lead Her Talks is to educate, empower, and enrich our lives. Each one of those core values focuses on several areas where we can further grow, develop, and build not only ourselves, but most importantly, build each other, all of us as Lead Hers. Today, we wanna to celebrate an amazing Lead Her. And as we celebrate Women's Her Story Month, who better than to celebrate and bring to our viewership the amazing Realtor and Century 21, within the Century 21 franchise, top performing Realtor, Marty Rodriguez. So with that, Vanessa, please tell us a little bit about Marty. Certainly, Rosario, thank you. So I have the privilege today of introducing uh, Marty Rodriguez, who I've personally known Good Lord, probably the early 2000s, I met her through a mutual organization that we both belong to. And when I thought about to bring an amazing speaker for Women's History Month, Women's Her Story Month, I only thought of Marty for several reasons. Year over year, she's the top of the top when it comes to Century 21 as a realtor. Um, she's been the number one sales team for 13 consecutive years, 13, and this is just recently, because before in her career, also consecutive. Number one sales team in the world for six consecutive years from 2014 to 2019, and number two in the world for 2020. And that is no feat. That is like the highest number that you can reach. So Marty is incredible, but she knew at an early age, um, she had a personal mission out there. Uh, Marty is the owner and business owner in Glendora for Century 21, Marty Rodriguez. And it has exceptional in, uh, service and she stands out above all the rest. Why she actually em amplifies her words that have become a way of her life and a gateway of unparalleled success. Marty's mission is to bring happiness to herself and to others by being the best example that she can be to inspire and change life and to bring out the best in the people she touches. And I know this to be true because that's one of her core values. You see it when you go in her office and it's also one of her trade lines in everything that she does. For Marty, those are more than just a motto. They define the way she lives. Furthermore, she takes these words to heart by li living them and has resulted in a level of success that only very few can claim. Marty has been selling residential real estate in Southern California in Century 21 system for over 40 years. She has an incredible sales record, both nationally and globally. She's recognized as one of the most successful realtors in the history of Century 21. She sold over $4.2 billion and growing. It's probably closer to $5 billion at this point. Um, and also her unmatched industry knowledge gives her an advantage of expertise to move in any real estate market in any cycle. Her outstanding motivational leadership skills drive her to a level of success only very few can, can claim. For Marty, it's all about teamwork. Her teamwork 
is her dream work. So they respect her. She um, goes for excellence. She has non-negotiable standards for each one in her office to adhere and live by. So they live and work to a very high level. Her devotion and genuine concern allow her to maintain personal relationships with her clients. In a market where people are downsizing, she keeps expanding and growing. Her staff is definitely consistently outperforms any individual service. She knows that exceptional service results to uh, create that client for life. The client is the most essential part of her business and she takes great pride in offering them fantastic and exceptional service. Through her business demands, um, their high level of energy and commitment, Marty makes time to support local schools and organization. She has earned countless accolades and times given to organizations committed by helping local businesses and children. Marty also is a charter, has her own uh, Marty's Dream True. She has a chapter of the City of Hope. She definitely, she even has a, a bus that comes to her, her property. I know that I've seen it, where she does blood drives. Uh, Marty believes with great success and also comes with a more an opportunity to give back. So she is a true philanthropist inside and out and gives back to her community. And definitely with City of Hope, she's been supporting them for years. So without further ado, thank you, Marty, for joining us today. It is an honor and a privilege to have you as one of our Lead Her uh, guest speakers. Thank you. <laughs> wow, Marty, I must say incredible numbers and just your commitment to your career, but I know family is incredibly important to you as well. I see that through our Facebook posts and whatnot. And so it's just been amazing to see the overall growth of your career, right? The short time that I've actually been blessed to, to work with you through NAREP as well um, and supporting the Los Angeles chapter when I was president. So just incredible overall. And to hear Vanessa read all the amazing accolades and performances that you've done is just incredible. Truly it is. So I wanted to ask you, Marty, you, you come from very humble beginnings and how have you been able to excel? Right, being such being such a success, regardless of your background and limited means. You know, it, you know, I tell people, you know, born with a silver spoon. You know, we're born with a Mexican spoon. <laughs> and uh, every day, thank God for that Mexican spoon, because when you don't have all these things that other people have. All you know is that you've got to work for it. And once you get it, you're not going to let it go. So for me, it's like, who teaches you to have that drive, that, those ganas, um, you know? Um, how can I say? Because when you don't have anything, you can't remember, but you can't miss what you never had. So it's not like we miss it because we never had it. But you know, once you, you know, our dad always wanted us to understand quality. He wanted us to understand what was better for us. I mean, we all went to Catholic school for 12 years. Um, my mom had 11 kids in 15 years, and there was 13 people in our two-bedroom, one-bath house, and all you know, all at the same time. So um, again, I remember um, you know working two jobs in high school. I worked on the neighborhood youth court program. I was a secretary to Father Dorsey. I worked at Roscoe's Five and Dime downtown El Monte. I was a cheerleader at Alma and I got good grades. And I remember when um, I was a freshman and all the kids were standing around and I, I, I can even still picture it. And um, 
they were talking about going out for cheerleader. And uh, I was just watching him. And then when he talked about lead her, there was a Marianne Peters. And Marianne Peters said to me, she said, Marty, you should go out for cheerleader. She goes, you're even cute. And those words I will never forget because here was just another girlfriend who, you know, gave me a compliment and told me that I was cute because I didn't know I was cute. Because when you went from 11, when you're one of 11 kids, you know, all you know is how to, you know, work hard and uh, get good grades because that's, you know, what we were taught. But, you know, and you think about these kids in school, you know, Marianne Peters was the most awesome person because here she built me up. Where in high school, a lot of these poor young girls, you know, they get torn down. So Marianne changed my life because then I thought, I'm cute. Maybe I should go out for cheerleaders. So I went out for cheerleaders not knowing. First of all, we didn't have money to buy, you know, the clothes. And then how was I going to get, you know, transported back and forth? Because we lived in Almani and I had to go all the way to La Puente to, to Bishopman High School. But you know what? Somehow we made it, you know, we found the people who helped us, who gave us, you know, the rides back and forth to school. And then Sister Magdala, Sister Magdala saw something in me and she loaned me money to go to training camp. So, you know, all these people along the way, so, you know, we have to pay it forward. We have to do this for other people. That's why I'm here today too. So, um, you know, as I learned so much in high school and just being, you know, a cheerleader, uh, you know, I, that was my sophomore year. And then my junior, I was a song leader because that's kind of how the way it was. And then my senior year, I was head varsity cheerleader. And this is a great story because when I went out for cheerleader, my sister Rosie was a freshman and she was going to go out for JV cheerleader. So, you know, we did all our things. We practiced hard and then we all voted. And then my sister Rosie didn't make it. So I spoke up and I went to Sister Magdala and I said, Sister Magdala, I go, they cheated. I go, I know they cheated. So they went back and they counted all the votes and sure enough, they cheated. And so my sister was the fifth uh, cheerleader that year when they only had four. But again, we have to speak up for these people, speak up for the people that aren't gonna speak up for themselves, who have talent, who, who are great, and sometimes don't know how to open their own doors. We have to open it for them. And whether you're a teenager or you're 70 years old, you have to do this all along the way to, to lift all these women up who are coming with you. And you know what's really funny is, you know, the kids at school started calling me Marty because my real name is Martha. And I spell it with a Y. Well, you know, I have a deep voice. So a lot of times, you know, when I'm talking to people on the phone, they call me Mr. Rodriguez. And I think to myself, I wonder if they're treating me different because they think I'm a man, <laughs> you know, because I don't tell them any different. I just let them talk. So, um, but, it, it, but it doesn't matter. I have a picture of our family in my office. So there's six girls and five boys. And one day my client comes in and he says, he goes and looks at the picture and he says, Marty should be on the boy's side. Marty's like 10 men. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> that was, um, that was, that made me feel good because, you know, mom was the, you know, pioneer of women's rights. My mom raised us the same. She wanted the girls to have the same education at the, as the boys because when she grew up, it wasn't that way for her. So growing up, 
I never felt any different than the boys. You know, we were going to be educated like them. We were going to do the things that, you know, um, that we could, you know, all that, that in those days, we, you know, that we could compete in because, you know, we weren't allowed to compete in, in certain things because, you know, and when for me growing up, it was a man's world. But, um, you know, I felt that I didn't let that get in my way because even growing up, I know we were from the poor side of town, but I didn't feel poor because my dad never talked about us being poor. He never told us, like, you know, people are not going to let you do this or people are not going to let you do that. We never heard those words. All we know is what we could do, not what we couldn't do. So um, I think, you know, that made a big difference um, because, you know, I had the same boyfriend in high school um, for four years and I know his mom didn't like me. I, I, th I think he didn't like, she liked me because I was Mexican. You know, they were Italian. And, uh, but you know what? Big mistake, lady. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I ended up, you know, marrying my husband and Ed was a lot older than me because I, I felt like I was, I was pretty grown up and, I think we were, you know, when you come from a family of that many children and you work that many jobs, you're pretty responsible. So a lot of the kids my age, boys my age, were, you know, still, um, you know, irresponsible. And, you know, I grew up and, you know, working hard, working two jobs. So, you know, I met Ed and, you know, we'll, we'll be married 50 years this year. So for me, you know, this is, this is awesome because, you know, I, I, met, I, met the, I met the right person in my life, you know, so, you know, we, we grew together, we built everything together. And, you know, and those are the things that I, that I wish for other people. And it's not that we had the perfect ma marriage. Because I'll never forget, when I went to Tony Robbins, um, Tony Robbins sought me out in 1990. And he invited me to his master university. Um, I was, you know, the, the number one agent um, at that time, in the, in, I think in the U.S., 90 or 91. So anyway, so I went to Cancun to, uh, to Tony's Master University. And I will tell you, I think I was a little full of myself at that time. And I think it was affecting, you know, my marriage. But when I went to Tony Robbins, you know, Ed went with me. He didn't, he didn't participate, but he was there. But what I learned at that nine-day seminar was that, you know what, Marty? You're focusing on the wrong stuff. You know, you need to focus on what's right about Ed, not what's wrong about Ed. And in life, I think we all do that, whether it's your mother, your father, your teacher. What are people? People are always focusing on what's wrong with everybody. They never focus on what's right about them. What's right about your teacher? What's right about your parents? What's right about life? What's right about your job? And I think that's a, the main thing that I learned at Tony Robbins. And I feel that that either saved my marriage or made my marriage even stronger and better. And, um, you know, and I thank him for that, uh, which was awesome. And, and after that, I probably went to Tony's, um, in those days he had competitive edge. I've probably been to 10 of those, and, you know, in my time. I've done the fire walk twice. Um, uh -huh. So, uh, but you know what? I've been fire walking my whole life. And my mom even used to say when I was a little girl, she goes, Marta no se deja. That means Marty doesn't let anybody, you know, take advantage and, and, and so, and I, and I found that just like fighting for my sister. And I always feel like I've always been fighting for something that other people said I couldn't do or they couldn't have or fighting for somebody else to, you know, to, to help them to get what they needed. Um, uh, and, and I don't know why our, our minds just think that way. Uh, just yeah, one of my uh, managers, you know, and I have, you know, awesome managers, you know, my, my daughter, Shelly, Jessenia. Uh, and her sister, uh, Valerie. Um, so she, during the short sale market, she was uh, gonna buy a condo. So she was all into it. And I'm in the car driving. And I said, how's your condo, Jess? How's it going, Jess? She goes, 
Well, um, I just, I'm going to let it go. She goes, they said, I don't qualify. I go, what do you mean you don't qualify? I go, I go, no. I go, we're not stopping here. So I go, I'm, I'm going to call Pat Sepulveda right now. So I got Pat Sepulveda on the phone. I go, Pat, this is what we've got going on here. And anyway, Pat ended up saving the transaction and she bought that condo um, during the short sum, like I think for like just a little over $200,000. And uh, today, you know, that's probably worth about 500. And meanwhile, she's now refinanced it and she bought another house in Glendora that she just completely remodeled. So, you know, those are the things that we're most proud of is taking those young girls, you know, and helping them and showing them the way. Because, you know, had we not had that conversation, um, she would have not probably owned a house today. And so if you ever read the book, Celestine Prophecy, I don't know if you, if you ever read that book, it talks about these people looking for this manuscript and about all the things that we go through and in life, who's gonna cross your path? Who's gonna change your life for you? Who's gonna make things better for you? You know, so the importance of association, you know, with the right people is important because you don't know who could be in your walk of life who's gonna take you to another level or help you to meet the right people or bring you the right resources that you need, you know, to get to where you wanna be. What, what are your goals? I mean, there is like, so many things that have come in my path and in my way that, you know, um, whether it's to help me or to help a friend or to help a complete stranger. And, um, you know, and, and I don't know, and, and it's almost like, um, for me, not, not that it's your, um, it, it's a game or a sport or whatever, but, you know, it's that challenge that who can I help next? Who can I make, you know, life better for? Who can I, um, you know, um, lift up? So I think that's what it's all about. And we you know what? That's why nobody more important to me than my clients. I, I even told my kids when they were little, I go, if they were delivering a piece of paper, I'd say, you know, this is the most important piece of paper that has to be delivered to those people. I go, those people have made a better life for us. They've helped us. I go, They've helped you, you know, help me pay tuition. They've helped me pay for college. So, you know, I see my clients in, you know, in a different perspective. You know, it's got to be win-win. If I help them, they're going to help me. So, um, and I want to teach my, you know, my children, my, both my kids, you know, they are hard, hard workers. And I'm lucky that I get to work with them because I, you know, I am a workaholic. Um, you know, and I'm okay with that. They're okay with that. You know, I'm not going to change for anybody. Somebody told my husband one time, he says, you know, Marty works too much. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, if Marty was selling candy, she'd sell it just like this. It wouldn't be any different. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's what we believe in. It's what we love. It's what we want to do. And people people uh, said to me, when are you going to retire? I go, when I'm dead. I go, because I can sell real estate until I die. My husband could not do construction work until he did. Because construction is hard on their body. It's hard on you know, on, on so many things. So, you know, when Ed's time came, I said, Ed, just retire. You can't, your body can't take it anymore. I said, you can help me, you know, you can help me, you know, work on, on my business. So, you know, so I, I, I knew that, I understood that. And I never treated him like, this is my money. No, this is our money. We built this together, my kids, all of us. This is all about the whole family. And then I wanna make sure my team members make money. Because if everybody's making money, everybody's happy, everybody's productive, and you know, and you have a great team, and you know, I don't want to be greedy with my people. Absolutely. No, absolutely. You are definitely not greedy. 
you definitely pay it forward. Um, and clearly with everything you've shared for our viewership, I mean, you're extremely passionate, altruistic, and I, I've seen that firsthand. And so I congratulate you for sharing even the, the memories of you being a child and how this one person was able to lift you up. And, and I think that's really important that we focus on the positive to yeah. lift everyone up, whether, you know, woman, male, female, whatnot, we should be helping one another because I do believe it comes back tenfold yeah. uh, to bless us in our lives and in our yeah. careers, you know? And, you, you know? and, you know, Chantel, when you are, you know, working your way up the ladder, you know, people try to put you down. And I learned a long time ago, what those people think about me is none of my business because I know who I am. I know what I've done. I know what I've accomplished. And you know, as you climb higher up the ladder, you see less of those people and, and, and you hear less of them. You know what I mean? Because you, you know, you've proved yourself. And then the people that, you know, um, learn to respect you. I, I love what you just said, Marty, as I am a avid um, listener to Brene Brown. And that's one of the things she always says right. is what other people think of you. Remember, it's none of your business. And it's a little tough sometimes to walk away from that uh -huh. and not have it sit there. Right. But it's great advice. And I'm so happy you shared that with our viewership. So one of the things I, I had not heard some of the stories in the past. I've seen you through many of our, um, you know, uh, conventions and whatnot that we go to. And, and just so you know, I'm sitting there looking at you and just so proud being in our industry, a real estate professional and continuously just being at the top of your game. And for me, being a Latina is just, you know, takes the cake. Um, it's just when I see you get those awards and I've had the opportunity to witness it, it's just, it, it, puts me in a whole different level and I'm walking on cloud nine, probably feeling the same emotions you do because you make me proud. Thank so you. with that, from one cheerleader to another or former <laughs> cheerleader to another, that really touched me. Um, very, a lot of common commonalities, uh, honestly. So thank you for sharing, but I will, I will say, I will ask you this, uh, given the pandemic and where our lives have really just come about and seeing how tenacious you are, that that spirit you have. Um, in this last year, I'm sure you have a lot of great things to share, how your business maybe had to pivot, what you had to implement, and yet keep consistent with your production. You shared with us, you know, you live from a life, you come from a life of abundance, right? That mindset, you know, from abundance with your team, with yourself, with your family. Um, but how did you pivot this past year to maintain that such high level performance? You know, and you know, I've been pivoting my whole life, you know, because I've been through the good, bad and the ugly. I sold houses at 18, 19, 20% and 81, 82, 83. And then, you know, the market went up to 1989 and then the market took a nosedive to 1997. And then the market started to climb back up from 1997 to 2007 propelled by, you know, stated income loans. So, you know, remember every one of these market I had a pivot, I had a shift. What was I gonna do? How was I gonna, you know, change, you know, from 2007 and going through a foreclosure market, a short sale market. And then now when in uh, March, I remember we went home, I think it was March 19th. It was like, oh my God, it's like, we didn't know what was gonna happen. We were all kind of in the dark. And then um, pretty soon, I think everybody says, okay, we're, we're gonna be okay. And I remember selling a house in Upland and having, you know, already multiple offers. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, we're in a pandemic, but 
I mean, look, look what's happening. And then it kind of like fizzled. And then in July, August, it started to pick up again. But for me, my mindset was, no, I was going to keep working. I was going to keep selling where other people were seeing it as a negative. I'm like, no, I, I, I've been through, you know, many bad situations. We just, I just have to find my way through this market. How am I, you know, how am I going to do it? So I just kept prospecting. I kept, you know, working on, you know, because I work on pretty much on the listing side. And then, you know, clients, you know, were still calling me. So I, I, I think I worked harder on the prospecting than I did before, you know, to get those listings. Um, but then everything started to happen. And then pretty soon it was like, oh, my gosh, 25% of the people can't make a house payment, but real estate is on fire. All of a sudden, you know, people are working from home. They understand the importance of home. Now they want to add an office. They either are going to um, add on to their house. So construction is, you know, crazy. Materials are hard to find. Um, people are, you know, moving out of the cities and into the suburbs. So now we have, you know, a lot of buyers and, and not enough sellers because some of the sellers are still not sure where other sellers are like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get top dollar. I'm, I'm moving. I'm going to retire. I've got clients moving to Idaho, uh, Texas, Arizona, the Carolinas. But guess what? Every one of those people that moves out, there's 10 to 20 people waiting to buy that house. They're waiting in line. And these people that tell you they're, they're waiting for a foreclosure market, olvídate, because it ain't gonna happen, guys. Because all these people that even are in trouble, if they have to sell when the time comes, they have equity. So they will be able to sell their home. They're not gonna lose their houses. So understand that, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's going on right now. So. And all the buyer cares about is affordability. As long as they can afford the payment, they don't care that they're paying more money for it. They're getting the house that they want. The house is more important to them than the um, interest rate. In fact, they, I, I heard that on Tom Ferry this morning, and it's and it's 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 so true. So, you know, we are lucky that we are in real estate. We are very fortunate to be uh, in this industry, and you know, we will continue to work hard. You know, help people. You know, reach their goals. Some, like I said, my clients are retiring or just moving out of state. But all these young, there's you know, all these young people waiting in line to buy their houses. So, um, you know, if they're waiting for something to fall, something to go down, I don't see that happen. Even if, even if the, the market went down a little bit, afford the payment. Remember, all these buyers qualify. This is not 2007. They qualified for these houses. They couldn't afford the payment. They're looking for affordability. And as long as they can afford the payment, they know if it goes down, it'll come back up and they're not going anywhere. They're staying there. A house is the most important thing to somebody today because today people are living in their houses and they're going to fix them and prove them. In fact, I'm getting ready to build a house right across the street from this house. So I'm working on that right now myself. And Good I said, for I'm, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I said, I can't remodel this one. So I'm going to build one across the street, move there. And then I'm going to tear my house apart and then I'm going to redo it. And then I'm going to move back. So, so I'm kind of excited about that. Cause I have, I have an awesome view. So I don't want to give up my lot. Very nice. Very nice. And Marty, as we're celebrating women's history month, I could not think of anyone more successful as a realtor than you. What important message would you want to share with other women? Oh my gosh. Know that, you know, that, you know, everybody talks about the Me Too movement. You know what? I've been living the Me Too 
my whole life because it, it didn't matter who got in my way. I knew that I could do it, you know, I can do it just as good as almost, you know, any man can do it. And, and you know, I've, I've done it, you know, in my industry, I, I, can, I can compete with, you know, with men or whoever, you know, wants to compete with me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I guess I don't even like to just say, you know, um, it's, it's a man or a woman. No, no, may the best person win. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, we have sons, we have daughters. You know, teach them that, you know, the best person is gonna win the job no matter, no matter who they are. You know, we have to give, you know, our boys, you know, just as much hope as we give our girls. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, um, you know, my, my, I know one of the questions was, you know, um, my, the most influential woman, and that is probably the most influential woman is my mom. My mom was, yeah. um, you know, amazing, raising all those kids, and we were we were so clean. And even today, I tell people it doesn't cost money to be clean. You know, your whites are white. You know, you're you're, you're clean, and that and that doesn't cost a lot of money. And we always looked nice in school. We were we had the whitest shirts. We were the poorest kids. But we had the whitest shirts, and you know, all of our clothes, all of our clothes were, were were pressed. So you know, it's all about it's all about present it's all about presentation. My mom taught us that. And then you know, like one of my favorite people is definitely Oprah because you know Oprah came from this you know same way you know humble humble beginnings. And I mean, you know, just to listen to her, I, I I never get tired of hearing her speak and you know how she speaks, and she's so eloquent and she's so she's so just like so amazing and so real and uh, you know mm-hmm. I, I just feel like um oprah is one of us you know she's yeah. she's just she's just a no you know she's just a real real person just i just love her and um so those are the kind of people that we need to look up to you know and when we and we need to be good mothers ourselves to raise you know we to raise great 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 children and i am you know like i said you know very proud of my my kids um you know the apples don't talk all too far from the tree you know even today i say oh my god i sound like my mom or i sound like my dad <laughs> and uh you know what that's good i'm i'm very proud of that you know and i know I, uh, my daughter you know sometimes you know she'll say oh my god i'm sounding like my mom and, well you know what it's a good thing <laughs> and we have we have to be we have to be great examples for you know our our kids you know you can your kids can only rise to the level of the leader and that's us girls Absolutely. I mean, you've shared so much with us. I'm just in awe and so grateful. And so with that, we all are lead hers. So Marty, what does a lead her mean to you? Um, oh my gosh. I, I, and I always said, you know, people, so many people look up to me and I, um, I take that responsibility very seriously. So what I do, what I say, you know, is 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 very is very important uh, to me because when other people are looking up to me, it's like, am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing for them? How am I going to help them to you know to to be? And and I know I've done that within my organization. I've had so many young girls who have worked for me who still who still you know call me and say, you know, Marty, I'm still thinking about you. You know, I, I got to make sure that you know my my clothes is pressed or that. Uh, you know, my shoes are clean because all these little things that they remember that, you know, like I would tell them or to stick up for themselves and that no does not mean you no, know, that uh, you know, there, there could be a yes behind all these no's that people give them in life. Uh, I remember one of the girls, she was getting airline tickets or something and um, 
she said, well, it's about, they weren't going to change her. She was going to lose her money. I go, no, I go, get on the phone right now. And you're going to say this and you're going to say that. <laughs> and I, you know, even to this day, she realized, she learned, she goes, that no does not mean no. People are going to try to stop you, but you got to get past that. You know, that's what, that's, that's what sales is all about. I mean, how many times do people tell us no? And we have to get past no to make the sale or, you know, to, to win the client over. So um, I, I think that's, you know, being, like I said, being a leader is, um, you know, people look up to us. So be careful what you say, be careful what you do, um, you know, uh, and sometimes, you know, we, 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 have, we have to think it out, you know, before we speak. Because we want to help these young girls to be, you know, awesome, strong women. Excellent point. Thank you so much, Marty, for sharing your wisdom, your your experience, and your wonderful stories. We're living through them through you. Um, so we're going to close this segment, but we want to hear from you, leaders. We hope we have provided you some inspiration as we celebrate Women's History Month. One of my favorite quotes, I think when I hear this is, if I can see her, I can be her. And I'm a firm believer that we need to lift each other just like Marty has and pay it forward. So we promise next week's Leader Talks is one you don't want to miss. We will continue to celebrate Women's History Month and we're gonna celebrate an incredible leader who is a leader in the Asian American Pacific Islander community. And she has an important message that she wants to share with us all. So don't forget to like us share our feeds with others and invite more leaders to join us here at this open forum where we want to enrich educate and empower other amazing individuals we want to say thank you and stay tuned for next week bye-bye bye thank you bye-bye thank, thank you bye-bye